Hey guys, thanks for joining the Footy Social Club. We're going to discuss Spurs 1, Chelsea 4 and all the fallout. With me I've got Gaz and Steve. Gaz is an absolute sad Spurs fan this morning. Steve's over the moon. Jackson Martinez, the man he backed at the start of the season, bagged the hat-trick. Gaz, I'm going to come straight to you for your reaction, mate. How do you see the game in a nutshell? Mental. Uh, absolutely mental uh for those obviously who didn't watch it it's probably for the neutrals it was really good as a spurs fan it was just uh very very distressing um but also pleasing at the same time um and stuck to his tactics of the high line um but yeah in a nutshell very cruising you know cruise control sort of the first 20 minutes spurs went one the up with kulusevsky on top and then it was a very tight toenail decision with son's goal offside at 2-0 and it would have been a very, very different game. Um, I think it would have been, you know, the floodlights would have opened and, you know, we really had them on the rattle. And then Q, uh, our aggressive, bit crazy at times, um, Argentine in Romero and change the game, mate. Um, change the game at th uh, 33 minutes, change the game. Sending off. Yes. Um, we'll discuss that first incident in a moment. Steve, it was a humdinger of a Premier League game, one that I think will appear on, you know, the Sky Sports history channels in years to come. What do you make of it? Uh, you know, Postacoglu didn't change his ways, even when they were down to nine men. But we'll sort of go back. Spurs started the brighter of the two sides, looked in control. Yeah, they started on fire, didn't they? They were, they were just all over Chelsea. In fact, actually, Chelsea just couldn't handle the pace and power and speed of passing, you know, they just, they just looked like they were going to just wipe the floor with Chelsea at that stage. As, as and, you know, and as we said, as Gaza said, you know, some brilliant football for the neutral to watch. I mean, it was a brilliant game all over, but brilliant football in that first period by, by Tottenham, you know, to, to go one up and very close to going two nil up. Um, obviously was the right decision in fairness to VAR that time. Um, yeah, yeah, just a, just an unbelievable start to a game, to a Premier League game. It just just shows you how quick the Premier League is when they start like that. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing as well is overall just shows how far Tottenham have come. Even though in the end they were mauled, I think I put in the in our group how far Tottenham have come in such a short space of time. So as as you both said, Kulusevski put Spurs ahead. Son has a goal chalked off for offside. VAR across the night seemed to take so long to get an answer on a decision. Um, there were other offside goals, Caicedo, Sterling, Dyer throughout the night. We'll talk about those as well. Um, Cole Palmer will get a special mention as well. He converted the penalty. But let's go to the first red card, the first, I suppose, contentious issue. And I know, Gaz, you have a different view on this and and hopefully not seeing that through Spurs glasses. But at the end of the day, there's a red card for Romero. We know he's got previous history. He goes through the player or he goes through, he goes to the ball, takes the ball, goes through the player. He's high, he's on the ankle um, and it results in, in a penalty after a, a VAR review for Chelsea, which Cole Palmer goes on to convert. Vicario was very unlucky. You're not happy about, what you saw in regards for Romero being sent off, are you? Not really. Um, more so because where the game's going. Uh, I respect the decision. 
totally understand the decision. I, I understand why they got to that decision. It's just not the football I've grown up with. Um, like I said, I'm 41 years of age. Steve's a little bit older than us. You're a little bit younger than myself. But like I said, ball when you have a block tackle and you win the ball and the man, that's normally fine. Okay, but that is not fine anymore now. It's a completely different sport now. So, any he, he didn't go over the ball like the Curtis Jones tackle. It was a block tackle, side of his foot, ball, man, and like I said, he he, he, he did hundred percent ball then man. No. But yes, he left a bit on him. Absolutely, I understand what you're saying. It's an aggressive. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's what that's the problem with the new new things. Yeah, but it's. Is it a problem? Like, because otherwise, how is he going to tackle in that situation? Because he is. There's two things, really. Then, because he, he kind of it was a, a it wasn't a close on block tackle. It was kind of like he was just off him a little bit. The distance is probably the distance was where he was a little bit. He went in, but it wasn't a lunge. It wasn't a two footed like the we'll talk about the Adoji one in a bit. It wasn't two footed. It wasn't out of control. It was just a. Big aggressive tackle, okay, that he left a bit on him. It was an aggressive tackle that he, and the crowd cheered, everyone and it was. It was an aggressive tackle where he left the lesson on him. But then okay, just to see what Steve has got to say. Go on, Steve. Oh. Gaz, you're completely wrong. Okay. I agree. You are completely and utterly and totally and utterly wrong. I mean, he had already had a flick out to try and, uh, earlier in the game that could have been a red card. Could have easily been a Again, two card. other chances to get yeah. sent off. Yeah, yeah. He, that was that was. He, yeah, I agree. I agree. He, yeah. he will cost. He will cost you this season because he is reckless, he's out of control, and reckless. He 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 he's a great. When he's on it, he is an unbelievable defender, and he's a brilliant defender. Yeah. But he has these moments, as a lot of South American players can have, where he just loses it, and he had. All intention of going through that ball and taking the man with him. He could have easily, easily stopped. You know, yeah. he just his his nature is let's leave a bit, and he was trying to leave a, a bit on somebody who he must know quite well because I think they're national teammates, isn't they? Exactly. So I don't, national te- I don't, so that's why I don't. You know, I, I don't, don't agree I don't with that. Understand. I, I don't. Think I, he I think he. I think he was making the. He was making a point. He was making the point that you've come into my zone and I'm going to take you. Out. And that's what he did. I'm going to nail you. And that's what he yeah, did. But- and to me, he will cost Spurs, not just in that game, because he did cost them in that game, because you were you were comfortable. Yeah. Um, all right, Chelsea were getting it back into it a little, but he will cost you big time over the course of the season. It has happened before with Romero, to be honest. I mean, last season, I'd agree last season. Last season, he was, I mean, he's had three, that's his fourth red card in like some like 70 games or something, which is ridiculous in the eye. <coughs> Excuse me. But um, last season he had, you know, three red cards and he was reckless last season. Very young. Like people don't realise he's, he's only 24 years of age. Very young. But yeah, he's quality centre-back. But he's an aggressive centre-back. Like it was an aggressive move. He didn't li- mean to leave anything on him. It's his teammate, his Argentinian teammate, Enzo. They, it doesn't matter when it comes no. to club friends. football. They don't care about I, I, it. I don't think so. I don't think he meant to leave anything on him at all. It was just an o- overly aggressive tackle. It wasn't like the Curtis... Well, see, I remember the Curtis Jones tackle with Tottenham where the, he went over the ball, as in like his foot slipped almost and he went over the ball and that was... And they were saying, was that... Oh, that... 
that was worse because that was over the ball, right? This was ball, then his the ball went. Gaz, you don't need to tackle like that. That's why we don't see it week in, week out. You do not need to tackle like that in the box, out of the box. You do not need to do it. There are you know, your own centre-half, Van der Ven or whatever he's called, who got injured during the game, he doesn't tackle like that. He still cleans up. He makes good yeah. sliding tackles. He takes the ball. And yes, you can you can have your legs slide past and it can take the man afterwards. But it's done high enough that it's almost a, a trip. It's not even. It's not a foul. It, it was done with intent. It's like his Argentinian counterpart that plays for United, the butcher, as they call him. He was doing it in pre-season, let alone in the Premier League. Romero is exactly the same. And I wouldn't be surprised if privately Ange Postacoglu pulls him to side and has a chat to him about it. Because Steve is exactly right. He actually is the first part of costing you the game. And, and if Spurs have got ambitions to go and win leagues then he's a liability for Tottenham this season because I guarantee you he will pick up another two or three red cards this year because he sees red mist and his head's gone. I think that's exactly what happened. He got, too, he got too fired up. He got too fired up and he let his emotions take control of a game that cost oh. you guys three points and you're O for the season. Oh, absolutely. But but what I'm trying to say is, is like I said, you can't just turn these type of players, you can't just turn them off and turn them on. Otherwise, you taper down that you lose a, a big amount of aggression from a player. Players have to be aggressive. Oh. It's sport at the end of the day. But it is getting to a point where it will get to a point where now the decisions are controlling everything. And we'll talk about the decisions in a second. But yeah, oh. tackle-wise, uh, I'm still a little bit on the fence with it myself. Uh, maybe I'm probably seeing it with a bit Spurs glasses on as well on that particular instance. But very frustrating, to be honest. Very frustrating. If that was the other oh. way round, you would have wanted a penalty and you would have wanted a red card. Sorry, Steve, go on. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what Ange had said to those players before they went out, but it seemed to be there was a, a little bit of fire, particularly down that right-hand side with Adoji and with him, because Adoji was very lucky not to get sent off as well for a what was basically a two-footed challenge yeah. on Sterling. Sterling actually did really well to avoid it. Yeah, now that... Um, I agree. All right. You know they didn't. Obviously, they didn't. They didn't send him, and he obviously got sent off later on in the game. Oh, yellow, yeah. But that, that that was it. Was almost like they'd come out with a purpose of having almost over the top. They sort of like built. They built themselves up. And don't be wrong. That atmosphere. That atmosphere in that stadium is amazing. Yeah. From what from mm-hmm. what I, I've not been, but they. But you can hear it come through the you know, through the telly, and it just seemed to be that they they'd got caught up in that emotion and caught up because. Players should play with this as well, yeah. and I think that you know, at the end of the day, you've got to play with your head. If if you know, if, if a jo- if a doji plays with his head later in the game, he doesn't perhaps get sent off for a second bookable. You yeah. know, at the end of the day, that's really because I mean, as we were discussing in the group, that's almost what cost Tottenham because actually the first red card they cope with quite well. Yeah, yeah. you know, overall, yeah. you know, Ange made yeah. a couple of changes, you know, kept the system the same, but made a couple of personnel changes, but. You know, to get the second one, all of a sudden you're nine men yeah. and it's just a case of a matter of time when he you're going to run out of steam. He and looked it, frustrated, Ange, didn't he, when um, when Adoji was sent off, almost like, what are you doing, mate? Yeah. Like, stay on your feet. Uh, you know, it's it's not just losing. The game's only three points. The goal difference, honestly, for, for Spurs will make no difference this season. But it's it's the suspensions that now come with that. No, no, that no. That hurt no. Tottenham on top of the injuries oh. that you, that you've picked up in that game. Yeah. But you know, a, a Doji goes for you know goes for two yellow cards. Spurs go down to nine men. 
Um, and at that point, it's 1-1. And I think we were all sort of saying, how many players do, do Spurs need to lose for Chelsea to actually win the game? Because Chelsea weren't exactly dangerous. And in a striker in Jackson Martinez, who's coming for criticism this year, and I fully expect will be dropped when Nkuku comes back from injury, um, goes on to, to, to win the game for Chelsea and make the scoreline, I suppose, look good. Before we talk about Jackson, though, if you guys are enjoying today's mini pod, do um, head over to YouTube, do like and subscribe, hit the notification button. This podcast will also be on Spotify for those watching it on YouTube today. We've got Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're absolutely everywhere at the Footy Social Club. Podcasts Monday and Friday as well, talking all things Premier League. Um, just quickly, I want to talk about um, Cole, pa um, Cole Palmer. Another another penalty, three in a row now, I think, for, for Chelsea, Steve. How do you analyse him so far for, for, for Chelsea? For, for, peop, for players that have come in at Chelsea and not settled, he has settled really well. And actually looks like when he, I mean, he's only still only a young lad. I think he's 20, I think, or 19 or 20. He has settled really, really well. And I do think that he's going to have a really big future, really big future, because he's just... He looks calm. I mean, even even the penalty thing. I mean, last week for the penalty, he, he had to sort of push Sterling away because Sterling was sort of saying, you know, I'll have it, I'll have it. And he pushed him away and, and literally was, you know, no has at all with putting in the corner and put it right in the corner because otherwise that would have been saved. Yeah. Sanchez, Sanchez got a hand to it and obviously still didn't quite, quite get enough. Vicario. 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 Yeah, Vicario. No, got got a hand to it and still didn't save it. Yeah, now, you know I, I criticised him at the start of the season, Gaz. I've been very impressed with Vicario. He was brave in a few of those saves in the one on ones yesterday. Yep. Played very well as a sweeper keeper. Um, I didn't see what happened with him. You know, we'll talk about the injuries quickly. Is he injured now as well? Did it, what happened no, with him? No, not him. It's Van der Ven. Van der Ven obviously pulled up with a hamstring, uh, and obviously Madison had to go off with with his with a bit of a knock as well. They say Madison's precautionary, um, so I'm fingers crossed. But he's been nursing something a while. Um, Madison has been, um, but yeah, Van der Ven is hamstring, so that's a disaster. So we've now got our two four to six weeks quickest, yeah, yeah. two quickest <laughs> one suspended. We've got our left back suspended, and now we've got our centre back who's now injured for four to six weeks. So cue yeah. a nightmare for Spurs because literally, like I I've, said, I've got a, I've got a small like theory them. on this. I've got a small theory on this. At the end of the day, Van der Ven is the second big hamstring in the last couple of weeks. Neto at Wolves, obviously, was you know quite a bad one. Van yeah. der Ven's looked quite bad. And I'm just wondering if all these stoppages for VAR, I mean, there was a lot of stoppages in that game wow. with regards to the fact that, you know, two or three minutes here and there, you know, I just wonder if that's having a, bigger effect on these players because they went they are like racehorses people talk about you know how 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 they are to the minuscule thing and literally all these stoppages can't be good for them can't be good for their Mart muscles martinelli had it as well exactly. injury. So, you know, at the end of the day it just you just wonder if all these i mean the game is being refereed almost from stockley park that's yeah. almost how it's coming yeah i mean don't get me wrong yeah. i actually thought michael oliver had quite a good game yesterday as far as a referee and fishing was in quite a tough tough circumstances but actually the game is now getting re-refereed away from the away from the pitch 
Yeah. I felt like he lost a little bit of control, more so in the first half than, than in the second half. I agree more and more and every week it seems to be that every major call is going back to Stockley Park and referees are, are, are puppets. Um, we mentioned a little bit earlier in the pod that Caicedo had a goal disallowed. There was an offside which resulted in the Romero red card and the penalty for Chelsea. Sterling and Eric Dyer's finish, and I want to talk a little bit about Eric Dyer in a second. Um, he was offside. My issue was they got those decisions right, but it's the length of time. The, the Dyer one, especially, like it, it, it can't be. It can't be that hard to see. Like the TV images we're seeing, Gaz, you can see how far offside Dyer is, and it's like, guys, get your line, ping it, go. Like what? It's like they're working with. Windows DOS or whatever it was in the Stone Age. Because they were looking at the cross. So they were looking at the cross rather than the flick-on. So all they had to do was go straight to the flick-on. Everyone says it was a flick-on. Gone from mm -hmm. the flick-on and said, did it hit Lolo's head, uh, Bentacle's head? Did it come off Bentacle? Which it did. Uh, it's offside. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. But then looking at the other one, I'm thinking, what are you looking at that for? Just look at it. Did it come off? Um, I don't know who was challenging um, um, Bentacore, but it must have been one of their centre-backs or something. Um, but yeah, great finish from, from Dyer. It would have been 2-2. Two -two. It would have been pff, madness, you know. Um, but yeah. Um, Son, had, Son had chances as well. Son um, had a good chance at the end. Sp yeah. Spurs did have chances, but no one's, no one's in, you know, the, everyone agrees that all those goals were offside. It's just the time it takes for yeah. VAR to, to make a decision is becoming a joke. And Steve, you might be onto something. Something we'll have to watch as the season unfolds, whether more and more hamstring injuries 25, um, 25 minutes come about. By the way, Chris, 25 minutes, uh, what we're talking about, 25 minutes extra time was played. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's half, first astronomical. Half second, 12 yeah. first half, uh, sorry, 13 first half and uh, 12 seconds. That's astronomical. Yeah, that's fans yeah. are getting, sorry, Steve, fans are getting more for their money, but in some respects they're not because the game is broken up. It takes a while to get going again. Go on, Steve, what were you going to say? Sorry, mate. Well, I was just, I was just going to say that's way too long. And actually that's on top of probably last week when there was another 20 minutes and, and, and a week before when there was another 20 minutes. There's, there's two, they are, you can see why people are saying and players are saying how they're playing too much football because it is, it's ludicrous. You know, at the end of the day, not that. Been, I'm sure there'd have been people in the stands and in the stadium. I mean, Tottenham Hotspur ground is not the easiest ones to get away from. I'm sure, you know, you put 25 minutes on the end of that game, people will have been struggling to get home or struggling to get trains or whatever it's going to be. You know, it's, is there going to have to come a time where these games kick off at half seven rather than eight o'clock, perhaps? I don't know, because, like I say, that's, that's almost an extra half hour on the game. That's, that's, to me, it's too long, too much, yeah. way too much. Yeah. Yeah, I think I used to enjoy it more when, um, and I, I don't want to go too much into this, but when it was like three, four minutes, because it's almost like sudden death. You see, you see 12 minutes and you sort of go, there's ages left, you yeah. know, and you're then more interested in it with about three minutes to go. The, the, the first seven or eight minutes almost seem like nothing, really. It's just time in the game. It changes your mindset, doesn't it, from when you're ahead. So if you're ahead... And you, you, you know, normally you like say one nil ahead or two one ahead, and it's eighty nine minutes. You're looking at going normally. Oh God, it's going to be over in three or four minutes. We should be good. We should get the win here. The next thing, but oh, ten minutes. You're thinking, you know, still game on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it's it's. And Chelsea scored twice in that injury time period, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. ninety yeah. four, ninety fourth yeah. minute, so, ninety seventh. Yeah. Minute, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I mean that could that game could have easily finished two one if it had had a sensible amount of injury time. Effectively, yeah. that's you know. So. Can't believe Jackson didn't. I know he went for his hat trick and he needs the goals, but for everyone that passed to him for his goals, I can't believe he didn't slot in Mudrick, which also would have done Mudrick the world of confidence as well to have scored. But yeah, Jackson Martinez grabbed his hat trick. I think the jury's very much still out on him against the depleted back line of Spurs, who gave it their all. Let's move on to to Postacoglu's interview. It was very interesting on Sky Sports to listen to him. Gaz, I'm going to come to you in a minute. I'm going to go to Steve first for this, um, just from a non-Tottenham perspective. Steve, he was very positive, in a sense, about refereeing decisions. He, he sort of had enough and doesn't want to talk about and move on, accepts decisions. But most importantly, the way he wants to play, regardless of the numbers he's got on the pitch. How did you feel that that interview came across from a neutral's perspective yeah very very well actually very well i thought i thought he spoke he, he sort of almost said what what a lot of us love to hear you know our managers say almost i mean obviously he's not my manager but at the end of the day you just want you'd want to be playing for him the way he spoke about um still wanting to play the high line i mean they carried on playing the high line you know with 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 nine with nine players even perhaps to their detriment you know, at the end of the day, you know, we've we've spoken before about has he got a plan B, and actually that was just he was almost saying, well, that's the way I play, mate, and that's the way I'm going to play, mate. You know, that's you know, it's that, very that, Australian, that's it it's is very Australian, Australian. Yeah, very Australian. You know, and 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 fair play to him for that. Fair play to him also for the fact that he was talking about um, decisions not being exact. Yeah, and, and fo- football is not a game of exact, and it never has been, but. VAR are trying to make it a game of exact things. You know, it's getting it, worse. <laughs> well, let, let's face it. I mean, the three of us could look at an incident and all have different opinions because we do. And we, and we discuss these things week in, week out on the pod. You know, end of the day, that is what we do as, 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 a, as a football social club, social club um, pod. We do that. And end of the day, he just said exactly what I think we all think. You know, yeah. what... We don't don't try and make it exact. Try and make it so that the game flows too long between things. It's going to go for you. It's going to go against you. Let's just let's just get on with it. Almost get on with the game, as we all like to say. Get on with the game. Yeah, yeah. Gaz, he stood there for about a minute and a half and and said his piece. He is a breath of fresh air um, in in the Premier League because he's very positive and as I said, very Australian living over here um, in Sydney. How do you? I suppose, assess the fact that, that what Steve touched on, there doesn't appear to be a plan B and and that is a potential failing. And would it have been better to maybe have dropped and tried to play on the counter instead of pushing so high up the pitch? Spurs fans obviously have been very positive about it having a go, but I'm not so sure that you know, that's the smartest of moves. And I'm not doubting him as a manager either. And that's the modern football. So, no, it, you're absolutely right. Uh, normally, people would just shut up shop, you know, close up shop, start defending a lot deeper. But no, they thought we'd have a go. Like I said, um, I'll read his quote out for you. Here's one for you. It's just who we are, mate. Sorry, uh, this is my uh, Aussie accent, by the way. <laughs> to all, our Aussie Jesus. Viewers, all our Aussie viewers, I do apologise. It's just who we are, mate. It's uh, who we are and it will be for as long as I'm here. If we go down to five men, I'll still have a go. And I thought, brilliant, well done. <laughs> you know, well done, boss. So I love that. Um, but yeah, Tottenham was still into in the game in the 93rd minute. So 
we went down to ten, uh, nine men in a 55th minute. And then by 93 minutes, it took Chelsea to the 94th minute to make it 3-1 because it was still at 2-1. We're still in the game. So so all this shutting up shop is is rubbish. Like, I mean, yeah, no. we had a chance to we had a chance to score. Dyer's flick on would have been 2-2 if it would have been offside. Uh, if it had hit somebody else's head, 2-2. Son had two chances at the end. Um, you know, good saves in the bottom corner. We could have probably ended up winning. It sounds mad. We could have had a probably, if things would have gone maybe slightly different, we could have probably won the game. You know, with nine men, which would have been absolutely hilarious. But shutting up but, shop, I think you're always going to get caught. Eventually, you're just going to get caught. It happened with but, Liverpool, uh, you know, when talking about Liverpool and nine men. You, you can't shut up shop and keep the, it just, it's, an, it's a hide into nothing. And this way is like cavalier attitude, granted. But I'm going to have a go. And I think we all want to have a go. Like, you know, we all want to see us have a go. And, and uh, no, I loved it. I did. I respect that, Gaz. I do respect that. But Chelsea wouldn't have scored in a month of Mondays if you'd have sat Shut back up. because they 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 struggled to score yeah. when they actually were against nine men, even. And and that, that's just my thoughts as a fact that that extra point could. I mean, end of the day, we're still early days in the season. That could be the the difference between them finishing second or third, or even possibly winning it. Let's be honest. That's, you know, that's not still not out of the realms of possibility. Mm. Although, obviously, I think we all think that that perhaps Man City now they're on the top. They'll 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 ease away. I yep. just, I, it's just there's almost a little bit of a naivety there. I get where I get where you're coming from. It's great to see, and as a neutral, well, yeah, that's almost like all out attack football, but. You must get to the stage in the game where you're nine men. That you're down to nine men. You're obviously going to be puffing. You know you're going to be you know struggling to breathe and struggling. And surely at that point you think, well, actually, let's have what we hold. And if you'd have got another point, you know how important could that have been? That's just not Spurs' way. Spurs have always played, and you know yourself, always played in a way you know an aggressive. Not in recent years. We've always had it. We've always wanted to play. Yeah, not in recent years. In in the Mourinho, you can. Tottenham's nature, Tottenham's DNA is let's have a go. To dare is to do, okay? Uh, or dare is factor. To dare is to do, okay? Uh, you know, we're not like the 1-0, 1-0 to the Arsenal. We're not that type of club. So if you want to go and do that, go and follow Arsenal, right? You know, we are entertainers. You know, we're there to entertain. Are you not entertained? <laughs> I think you are entertained now because yeah. that was entertaining football and, uh, and it was great to see. I'm not sure it won Aussie much when he was, uh, was, he, when he was there. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, and, that, and that's and that's and that's the issue, isn't it? That is, I do get where you get. At the end of the day, people want to be entertained. That is an that's an entertainment sport business, whatever you want to call it nowadays. But actually, how many games does that win you when you're you know when you get to the crux of it? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Marino yeah. we'll won a lot. Marino won a lot at Chelsea. Sitting yeah. back. I, I do know one thing. Pragmatic. I do know, know one thing. I don't want to see that Conte Marino football anymore at Tottenham. <laughs> that's for sure. But enough of that. That's for sure. Uh, and, and if it yeah. takes if it takes someone who's a little bit more kamikaze or whatever you want to call it or uh, aggressive, I'll watch that all day long. Like I said, I'd rather lose 4-3 than bore someone to death and win 1-0. That's just me. Uh, everyone's different, but I don't want to watch a ball fest. I've seen top games Tottenham I fell asleep in Tottenham games last season. Fallen asleep, which my own team play, right? Unheard of. And, I, and I'm not the only Tottenham sport, I'm pretty sure. There's no falling asleep in them games. Phenomenal. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> Guys, we've got to leave it there. Um, this 20-minute pod's nearly half an hour. The old Spurs rants have come out. <laughs> um, exceptional game in the Premier League. 
Um, there's now no team in the Premier League that's undefeated. Everyone's at least lost. And the winners from the weekend were Manchester City with Liverpool, Tottenham and Arsenal all dropping points. We'll be back on Friday. Gaz, Steve, Ryan and Matt, myself, um, discussing the weekend's Premier League fixtures. For those of you that haven't yet listened, there is a podcast that came out on Monday covering all of the games except the Chelsea Tottenham one. Do head over to our channel, like and subscribe at the Footy Social Club and we'll see you guys on Friday.